0: Good morning. Welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. We are delighted to greet each and every one of you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We are especially grateful for guests that we have from our Early Learning Center, and we are so excited on this day when we honor Laura Elkins to welcome her family and those who have come to surround her with Their love and care on this special day. We are so grateful for her testimony, the testimony and and witness of her ministry, and uh, hopefully this will be a wonderful day for her. Everyone is invited to the reception to follow, which is downstairs in our fellowship hall. We hope that you will come and share with Laura some stories and and words of appreciation uh, as we fellowship over, over food and and um, special treats, so thank you very much. As we begin our worship service this morning, Jill has an announcement to share as well.
1: Thank you, Elizabeth, and yes, I can't, there's nothing better than to be in the house of the Lord when we celebrate Laura Elkins. Hashtag praise. (laughs) Not only has she done what she's done over the the many years for the Early Learning Center, but it has just been such a special privilege to me, or for me, since I've been here to get to know Laura. Um, When COVID hit, this woman put her creative bonnet on, and we created a virtual learning program for kids that happened in our fellowship hall, and... We just, you know, Laura taught me how to forward, forage forward, <laughs> and that's what we just have to keep doing. And that's why today we, the house is also full of these kids. Kids, we miss you when you are not here. I know. We miss you. And so... What a better way to celebrate Laura and her ministry than the, these children are here and will be singing and reading and leading us in worship today. So I just want to speak to that. We are foraging forward with our children's music program, given all these dynamics that we're dealing with. I refuse to live in a spirit of fear. We are going to move on. So, um, Tomorrow, we will continue with our children's music ministries at 315. So all of you that are in the Cantabile Choir, I will see you then. I know that we have a few families that are um, suffering due to exposure of COVID. (laughs) What's new? We have to laugh at this sometimes, folks. So, um, I know that they're not going to be there, but I want to just expressly speak to grandparents, to parents, aunts, and uncles that um, our children's music program is going forward, and so I will see the Cantabile Choir tomorrow as normal. The Sojourners group, I'm going to hold off for two more weeks, just given the COVID variations that we've got going on there. So I just want to publicly say I will start the Sojourners Corral back after Sunday worship. They meet on Sunday afternoons on February the 13th, okay? February the 13th. So we have two more weeks to allow that to settle down. Finally, as these children participate today... They respond to you. So although we are in the house of the Lord, just know that you can clap. You can shout amen. You can stand up and put your hands in the air. Whatever you feel the spirit moving you to do for what these kids are presenting today in our worship. So they respond when you respond. So I'll just leave it at that. So I'd like to invite now the beautiful cedar wade up. To lead us in our opening call to worship. Go girl. So there you are. And you don't have to stand on that if you don't want to. Okay, but let's clean this mic there. Look at
2: them. Please stand and join me in our call to worship. Watch them.
3: Speak loudly. Here we go.
2: O God, strengthen our hope for our children's sake. Strengthen our courage for our children's sake. Strengthen our discipline for our children's sake. Strengthen our ability to work together, for our children's sake. Strengthen our spirit of sacrifice for our children's sake. Strengthen our faith in Thee for our children's sake. We ask these things in these most difficult days and in all the days to come that we might build a nation and a world where all children are safe healthy and loved and justice abounds amen
1: and have a seat everyone as we are going to participate today in a hymn sing it's our fifth sunday so these days we've allotted on when they happen in the calendar that we want you to pick up your hymnals and we're going to sing some of your favorite hymns. And I, of course, you can use the, the red United Methodist hymnal, but if some of you have favorites that are also in the Faith We Sing supplement or Worship and Song supplement, I am prepared. I'm a good Girl Scout. So who would like to lead us in our first hymn? You know what, Miss Laura? Why don't you lead us in our first hymn, darling? Let's do Jesus Loves Me, you got it. I will find that for us. I think that's great. It is in the United Methodist hymnal number 191. And kids, this is a perfect one for us to start with. Jesus Loves Me. verse. Ready? Jesus loves me 77. Let's find this. Oh, yes. How great thou art. So again, folks, let's sing the first and the last verse. All right. It masks with your names on the front. 430. Number 430. O Master, let me walk with thee. Again, let's do the first and the last verse. folks. All right. Joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Again, let's do the first and the last verse. I need to get back to one of my hymn settings here. 723. Oh, yes. We haven't sung this one in a while, have we? Right on, Ray. Great to see you. Shall we gather at the river, everyone? So let's sing again the first and the last verse. All right, here we go. sure from home on live stream. Pour yourself another cup of coffee trip and come and find your hymnal. Your sister just picked, come Christians, join to sing for you. So again, folks, let's do the first and the last verse. the sake of time, we'll do one more, but the Spirit just told me we're going to have a good old-fashioned hymn sing one night when we all come back. Don't you think that that would be a wonderful way to celebrate? Yes, yes I do too. So who would like to offer up the Oh, yes. What would you like? 397. Out of the mouths of babes. 397. This is from a friend Dylan. And he's a good singer. I need thee every hour. 397. So again, we will do the first and the last verse. Thank you.
2: Please join me in our opening prayer. Loving Lord, who called little children to come to him unhindered, we thank you for the ministry of Laura Elkins. For 25 years as the director of the Early Learning Center, she has shaped the character and practice of this mission of First United Methodist Church. By regarding each child as sacred in your sight, she has revealed to them and to us how special they are to you. We are grateful for her huge heart, wonderful creativity, and life giving witness. You know, inspire us as we, we continue this ministry, our church, and empower and equip the, of our lives for our love's sake. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen.
0: This morning we have three members of the staff of the Early Learning Center who are going to share words of appreciation for uh, Laura, words of witness and appreciation for Laura. Um, And and then also we have an alumnus of the ELC who will do the same. Uh, This morning our first speaker is Nancy Robertson who is our new director of of the Early Learning Center. Um, and who has been with us at the Early Learning Center for 17 years. Uh, Nancy Aaron is one of our staff members. I'm grateful both of them are coming forward to speak this morning.
3: Okay,
4: down. Um, My name is Nancy Aaron, and I've been here for 28 years. I was here before Laura got here, but (laughs) she's still good. Um, Laura's always been a wonderful person. She 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 has so much compassion, not only for the children, but for us workers. She she cared about what happened to us. You know, my husband had. A head-on car crash years ago, a few years back, and um, I had to be out a lot with him. That's the only time I, I never called in sick, right? <laughs> Tell her. Um, but she was so compassionate. She she you know assured me that everything would be all right. You know that I could take the time to be with him. And then later on, I, he had open heart surgery, so that was another time that she was compassionate with me. And the thing I like most about Laura is that she's like me. I want to make sure all these children know Jesus before they leave this world. You know, there's a lot of apathy in the world nowadays. People don't have time to go to church or, or read the Bible or anything like that. Um, a lot of people don't anymore. But um, she allowed me to teach the children. One time we had extra, You know, we had plenty of staff so I could go to each of the rooms and teach the children. And the children loved it. They would talk about it. We would sing, and then we'd do a, a video from some of the Bible schools to do some movement with it as well and praise. She was always there for me, and, and I love her. And I'm still and i going to miss her so much, but I know she said she'd still be coming back to check on us and be with us some, right? You promised. Okay, don't want to leave us. But she is a wonderful person. Um, I know you all know that, just like we do. But I've seen it, and I know how she acts, and and she does care about these children just like I do and the rest of us do. Um, And that's an important thing because some of these children will never know Jesus unless you tell them about Him, and unless you show them your actions too. If you show them you love them and play with them and and spend time with them and take the time with them, it's a wonderful thing because children know a lot more than you think they know, even, even in the baby room, I can tell you and little bitty toddlers, they know. And they will do what you're doing, they will do songs, they will move, they will sing, and they'll be happy when they do that. So I've seen a lot of that. And I thank her for letting me be a part of that.
5: Yeah. I don't know if I can follow that or not. (laughs) (coughs) Yeah. Well, it's been like this. It's been almost 18 years now. We're going on my like 18 years with Miss Laura, and I want to thank her for giving me the opportunity to come and be at the Early Learning Center. She is to feel my dream was to be a preschool teacher, and she gave me that opportunity. And then I wanted to be able to um, one day run my own center, and once again, she helped me out with that one too. So, but she has. Um, been more than a director to us and our children and our staff and everyone. She's been more like a friend, a mentor, a mom, a grandmother. All those wrapped up in one. If they needed a hug, she gave them a hug. If we just needed someone to come talk to for a minute, she was there. If we needed help with the situation, she was there. there's not nothing that she wouldn't do if we needed somebody to go in a room she was there she said can you, if you i said i've got i have a mother-in-law that's sick right now and so she understands and she says if you need to go do i'll come in and step in and i'll help out for you you go do what you need to do and she would do that for each and every one of us and she loved she loves all of our children and he loves seeing her when she comes to visit she so came back the other day and they all want their hugs. They still want their hugs. They love Miss Laura. And we love her too. We're gonna to miss her. But she's still gonna come visit us. Yeah,
4: she promised. Yep. Y'all heard that. She promised to come back and help us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: This morning for my children's sermon, I wanted to call everyone's attention to what is on the altar. There is a Noah's Ark on the altar. This is one of our congregation's gifts to Laura. She loves the Noah's Ark story. And this beautiful Noah's Ark uh, was handmade and had all the animals hand-carved in Germany. Uh, This is a wonderful um, Noah's Ark set that Emily Wade found. We'll go with Laura uh, after the service. And all of the animals are are lined up two by two. Now, in the Bible, there are a lot of twos. Um, Not only do the animals go onto the ark two by two, but um, there's a time when Jesus sends out 70 people, sends them out on a mission trip, Tells them to go out and to teach like he taught and to heal like he healed people. And he sent them out two by two. Now, sometimes we feel or can feel very alone. I know that for all of the children who are here today, you're learning new things. You are, are learning how to do math. You are learning how to read. Do you know that learning new things is something that we do our whole lives long? I mean, as you get older, you're going to keep learning how to do new things. You're going to learn how to drive. You're going to learn how to handle money. You're going to learn how to do all sorts of wonderful things so that by the time you're an adult, you'll be ready to do those things for yourselves. But then. Even as adults, we continue to learn new things. And sometimes when we're learning new things, we feel very alone. It can be kind of scary to try something new and learn something new. And Jesus really wants us to know that we are never alone, that he is always with us. Even when we're trying something new and we're a little bit afraid because it's new, Jesus says, fear not, for I am with you. He is with us all the time. Well, even Miss Laura is learning how to do new things. She has never been retired before. So she is learning how to be retired. And that's just another reminder that we are constantly learning how to do new things all the time. And (coughs) Jesus wants us to know Fear not, for I am with you. He wants Miss Laura to know she is not alone, as she learns new things like how to be retired. Um, And so this morning, let us give thanks that God is with us all the time, was with Noah and and his wife, was with all the animals, was with all the people Jesus sent out in ministry and mission, and is with you and is with me all our lives long. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for reminding us that you are always with us, that there's always two of us. There's us and there's you. We are always accompanied by you, especially at times that are challenging or difficult, also at times that are joyful and new. We thank you for Miss Laura and we pray for her in retirement, that this will be a time of joy and fulfillment for her. Most of all, let us remind her that she never walks alone, that Jesus is always by our side and by her side. In Christ's name we pray, amen. As we prepare to receive God's holy word to us, let us pray. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God.
1: Amen. Harris Vaughn will now read our first scripture, which is from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 1 through 7.
6: Now is the commandment, the statutes and ordinances, the Lord your God charges me to teach you and observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, so that you and your children and children's children may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life and keep all his decrees and his commandments that I am commanding you so that your days may be long. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that I may go well with you and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord, the God, all of your ancestors had promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. The word of God for the people of God.
1: Thanks to God. Cantabile Choir members, let's come forward and take our places. As you can see in the scripture readings today, we're focusing a lot on children and on love. What better things to put together. And this next piece, which the Cantabile Choir is going to sing, comes out of the book of John 15 in the New Testament, chapter 15. And I love these verses. Because it links joy and love together. And it says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be made full. For this is my commandment. This is what will bring you joy, that you love one another, even as, even as I have loved you. Greater love hath no one than this, That anyone lay down his life for his friends. For you are my friends if you do the things which I command you. So now we will sing Love One Another. chapter 19 verses 13 through
2: 15. Then little children were being brought to him in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them, but Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid His hands on them and went on his way. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Excellent.
0: The title of my sermon this morning comes from a a phrase of Garrison Keillor. I don't know how many of you used to listen to Prairie Home Companion, Um, But children had a special place in Keeler's fictional Lake Wobegon. You may remember in every broadcast where he would tell a story from Lake Wobegon and say that uh, Lake Wobegon was the place where all the women were strong, the men were good-looking, and the children were above average. But one of the phrases he's most famous for is, nothing you do for children is ever wasted. And uh, we actually got some gifts from a Prairie Home Companion that say that uh, for Laura as well. Well, this text this morning about Jesus receiving little children, taking them into his arms and blessing them, is an image that I think we tend to take for granted. I mean, after all, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he take little children into his arms and, and bless them? It, you know, it's actually interesting given how much we delight in our children, how much we treasure them, and how much we learn from them, how much we are awakened to wonder through them and possibility, the, the ways that we hope for them. All of those are are ways that we think children should be regarded. We long to surround them with faith and with with support and care so that they know that God values them and so do we. But the interesting thing is that the way we view children is a relatively recent development, historically speaking, and one that is actually quite culturally bound. I remember once in seminary being really surprised by a lecture about death and dying because the professor talked about some of our culture-bound assumptions on the topic. And one of them was that we expect people to die in inverse order with older people dying before younger people. And when that expectation is upset, when someone young in a family dies before someone older, Our grief is pronounced because that is not how things are supposed to be. But in many cultures in the world, in many countries of the world, uh, many children die before the age of five, and there's no expectation that people die in inverse order. The high child death rate is just how things are. Well, in Jesus' day, that was also very much the case. And furthermore, without family planning, without a social system network in place, children were often considered to be burdensome, of little worth until they could contribute to the income of a household. They were seen only as having future value when they would grow up and look after their own interests and hold down a job and have children of their own. Until then, children were simply tolerated. And that's the best scenario. Infanticide and child abandonment were very commonplace. And in fact, one of the things that the early Christian church that did that really surprised the surrounding culture was that they rescued abandoned children. They took them into their homes and raised them. In John Wesley's journals, we get glimpses of how children were regarded in the 18th century. Children were subject to the same laws and the same criminal penalties uh, as adults, and that had some pretty shocking outcomes. And we know that child labor laws, historically speaking, are a relatively recent development. Throughout history, children have been seen far differently than we see them today in our own country. We are in the 10th chapter of Mark's gospel. Now, if you go back to the ninth chapter, you'll see that Jesus is is teaching and he's asking questions and the disciples are answering them and they're getting the answers all wrong, just all wrong. They don't understand Jesus's teachings about the last being first, Who is most important? Who has status? So it's not terribly surprising that when children were being brought to Jesus that the disciples tried to shoo them away. There are so many texts prior to this where Jesus, to this, when Jesus and his disciples are being pressed upon by the crowds who need to hear his teaching and preaching. He also was, Was sought after by those who were ill and needed healing. And his disciples saw what a tremendous difference he made in people's lives. And and they knew he was important. They knew he had things to do and people to see. And when parents started bringing their children, even their infants, to him, the disciples tried to discourage that. And the text says that Jesus was not only not happy about it, he was indignant. He was very angry. And to make the point visible, he then took the children in his arms and blessed them. In the three synoptic gospels, especially, there are teachings by Jesus about children. He says that they are the ones, they are the ones who grasp the meaning of God's kingdom. And in fact, if you can't welcome the kingdom like them, you're never going to get through the doorway of the kingdom of God. In fact, in a nutshell, if you want to spend time with God, spend time with a child. Jesus let us know, when it was extremely countercultural to do so, that children are of infinite value to God. God created them. God loves them. They are not distractions from, but rather examples of God's presence and activity in the world. And that is why the church has a long history of ministry with children. In the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments baptism and Holy Communion. We baptize people of any age, whether they are minutes old or whether they are over 100 years old. There's no age requirement. We welcome their participation at Holy Communion. There's no age requirement there either. We welcome their participation in worship and mission and education and fellowship. Some churches, like ours, are fortunate to have preschool ministries. And we do all of these things because Jesus taught us and Jesus showed us about the value of children. They are no less than youth and adults, individuals of sacred worth, precious to God and to the church. The people who, in this text, receive the least attention are the people who are bringing the children to Jesus. Well, we too are given that calling, every single one of us. The best question I've ever been asked about church membership was asked by a second grader named Stephen. Stephen, his two older siblings, and his mom joined the church one Sunday, and for some reason I handed the membership certificate to him. He'd only heard the word certificate in reference to gift certificate, and so he looked up at me and he said, what can I get for this? And that is the that is the question that every congregation gets to answer. I hope that what every child can get from being a part of the congregation is an extended family which will provide them an environment that is conducive to his or her growth in Christ. We are called to keep bringing children before Christ without putting barriers in their way on their path to him. Gardeners have no control whether a seed grows into a plant. God has to cause the growth, but the gardener can provide the right soil for the seed, can tend to a plant as it grows by watering and weeding it, weeding around it and making sure it gets the right amount and the right kind of sunlight. A gardener can't demand or cause a plant's growth, but the gardener can nurture and tend and hope for it. And so can we as adults for the children in our midst. There is something that I would like to ask you to do this week. Hopefully you have a church directory at home. I would like you to take out that church directory this week And pray for every single child in our church by name. If you are a parent, you may want to have your children do this with you. If you are not a member of our congregation, I hope that you will pray for your child and the children in his or her class or the children in your neighborhood. I hope you will pray for our early learning center, its staff, and all of the children in it. I hope you will pray for area schools, their staffs, and all the children within. This pandemic has been hard for all of us, but I think it has been especially hard for children and all of the people who care for them. So let us lift them up. And this morning, I want to give thanks to God for Laura Elkins. Laura began at First Church's Early Learning Center as a teacher, and then became its director. And for 25 years, she has attended to staffing and licensing requirements and curriculum and ratios and procuring supplies and record keeping and many other facets of running a preschool that are unseen, difficult, and far from glamorous. We don't see those things. What we do, say, what we do see and what is her most profound legacy is that she has made children feel loved and safe and valued. Through story and song, she has taught foundational Bible stories to them. She has delighted in the creativity and the uniqueness, the gifts of every child. She has guided and mentored teachers and staff to do the same through her own example. She sees children the way that Jesus did, of infinite value and worth. The Early Learning Center is well-regarded in our community and I credit her for shaping its character over her long tenure. Laura, we can only begin to say thank you. Children are precious in the eyes of Christ and if we are living into his calling to us, we must ensure that they are precious to us as a church. So let us today give thanks for Laura's ministry, for the enduring gift of the Early Learning Center in our midst, and for all the children in our lives. Thanks be to God,
1: amen. And in that spirit, Cantabile choir members, please take your places.
0: continue, Miranda Gunn is coming forward to share with us. She is an alumnus of the ELC. And then
7: Nida Hairston will speak. Thank you. There's a block there. (laughs) Um, My name is Miranda, as a lot of you know. And I just wanted to share my gratitude for all that Laura has done for me personally, by all that she has done for the ELC. Um, I practically grew up in the ELC from attending preschool to going there after school, um, a lot of my childhood memories are filled with my time there. In preschool, I remember playing with toys, interacting with other children, learning, forming friendships, and spending time outside on the playground. But when I think further, I know we learned so much more. We learned how to be kind, supportive, creative, and curious about life. We were instilled with core Christian values like compassion, forgiveness, and patience throughout the entire time I attended. It makes me remember when we were taught not to use the Lord's name in vain, and there was a kid named Gosh in our class. You could tell the lesson stuck because one day a kid said, oh my gosh. And he proceeded to say, you use my name in vain. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't right, of course, but it made us remember that what we say has power and we should use our words to uplift and encourage. As I grew, so did the ELC. It helped shape me into who I have become today. I remember being surrounded by reminders of my faith, whether it be the fruits of the spirit hanging from the ceiling in my classroom and the music we sang and listened to or in the programs we watch, like VeggieTales. Being at the ELC enabled me to learn about and grow the faith I have today. Because of Laura's endless dedication, time, and energy she put into the ELC, she has allowed not only me, but also countless others to explore and come to know the love of Christ. Through her actions, efforts, and how she lives her life for others, she has shown us what it is truly like to have a servant's heart. So, Laura, thank you. Thank you for making the ELC a home away from home for me. Thank you for who you are, what you did, and what you will continue to do by your legacy and through those who are still at the ELC continuing your work. God bless you.
3: Laura, I truly appreciate everything you did for me, Ron, and our kids, Benton and Bryant. At the time they were at ELC, the boys always said we couldn't wait to see Mrs. Laura E. and Mrs. J., Ms. Laura J., every day. We felt the love from Mrs. Laura when I used to bring them to ELC when they were 16 months until they were almost 10 years old. As a director, you were a pleasure to work for. The office won't be the same without you, boss lady. You were our favorite person to annoy. Okay. Don't act your age in retirement. Act like the inner young person you always have been. Always remember the kids you have touched in love and faith and never forget you. Thanks for being a spirited professional and a helpful boss, a great friend. Now go and relax. <laughs> Amen.
0: <laughs> Nida and Nancy, Nancy Robertson are uh, the two who worked with our Uh, school-age learners over the summer doing virtual uh, learning. So uh, that was challenging and came together quickly, and uh, they're the ones who made it happen. Thank you very much for sharing. Will the ushers please come forward? As forgiven and reconciled people, let us return thanks to God with our gifts of tithes and offerings. Let us pray. Loving God, we thank you for the witnesses that have shared today about how much Laura has meant to them and underscored her her legacy and hard work, her love, her creativity, her joy, her mentorship we are so grateful let us never never forget to thank the people in our midst who do and create so much they are gifts to us from you and this day we say thank you in christ's
1: name we pray amen and our children at First Church. And folks, as we say every week, in the spirit of Jesus, love one another,
8: take care of one another, and we'll We'll see see you you
1: again really soon. Uhhhhhhhh
8: mm-hmm.
3: morning, Laura. If you would please join me up to the front here, please. All the way up. Hello. Hello. On behalf of the uh, staff parish committee, the congregation, and all of the hundreds and hundreds of children that you have had a part in their spiritual journey, we want to say thank you. And as you go on this new journey, we want to just give you an expression of our love for you to go out and maybe have a good time and present you with a little gift from us in the congregation. And thank you so much for everything that you've meant to everyone and especially for helping this church achieve its mission of creating disciples for Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you.
0: us pray. Loving God, we thank you for this glorious day that you have given to us to live in your love and to serve you. We are grateful for this day when we are able to give thanks for Laura and her ministry. We are grateful to have heard from children whose lives she has touched, staff whom she has mentored, a congregation she has inspired. We wish her the very best in retirement years filled with possibility and family, years filled with joy and creative expression, years filled with a a sense, an assured sense, of how much she is loved by us and by you. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Our closing hymn is Lord of the Dance. It is found in your hymnals on page 261. Let us stand and join our voices.
1: And this is one of Laura's favorite hymns too. That's why we're singing this today.
0: the benediction i would like to invite everyone down for a time of food and fellowship that has been prepared in our fellowship hall Uh, mark i would like to ask that you escort laura and that we we follow them down and enjoy a wonderful time with her and with one another and now may we go forth in peace to love and to serve god and our neighbors in all that we do Let us remember that nothing we do for children is ever wasted. Let us go forth in peace. Amen.